Incredible edibles start with Loran. Professional bakery emulsions, super strength flavors, and candy mixes from Loran make it easier than ever to create your own delicious edible experience. Bite Me listeners in the contiguous 48 receive 15% off their order at loranoils.com. Just enter Bite Me 15 at checkout. For listeners outside the 48, email customercare at loranoils.com for a list of distributors and retailers near you and tell them Marge sent you. help you take control of your high life. I'm your favorite host, Marge. And this week, we're going to be talking about cookies. Originally, this was going to be a live cooking show, but I did actually do a recording of this already, and I rambled on, and there was so much fucking background noise that I scrapped it. And you're welcome, because I think this will be a lot easier to listen to. I am going to try and keep it brief as usual, so you can slide this in, along with all the other wonderful podcasts that you listen to. And if you haven't already, speaking of podcast episodes, did you catch last week's or last time's The Cautionary Tale with Mad Dog C. Madden, where he talks about his harrowing adventures and getting too fucked up? If not, go back and have a listen. It's pretty funny, I think. And if you know anybody who has interesting stories of things that happened to them whilst they were high or too high, whatever the case might be, send me an email at bitemepodcast at fastmail.com. I'd love to hear about it maybe even feature you on my show. So anyway, getting back to the order of business, today's sponsor is, yeah, that's pretty much who it is. I don't have a sponsor, but you know what? That means I can do or say whatever the hell I want on this show. So there are advantages to being sponsorless. Although it'll make more sense later, a sponsor of the show should be Bob's Red Mill because I plug the hell out of them later on the show. So you'll have to listen up. Anyway, cookies. So one of my favorite things to make is cookies. And like I said, I was going to do a live cooking show of of this, but I think I need to tweak a few things before it becomes like listenable because it was pretty unbearable. And it was more about my rambling. It turns out it's pretty hard to record a podcast while you're also trying to read a recipe. So anyway, the recipe that I use for the most part for my cookies is a vegan gluten-free variety. And one of the reasons I like these is because everybody seems to have some kind of dietary preference these days, whether someone's vegan or vegetarian, maybe they're paleo, maybe they're doing keto, I don't know what. But these cookies pretty much, if you do a vegan gluten-free recipe, pretty much cover all the bases. So you can be like, hey, you want a cookie? You want a cookie? You don't even have to ask them what their dietary preferences are. Just give them the fucking cookie. Tell them to shut the hell up because you don't really want to hear it. But this will cover most of your basis. So one of the other reasons I like it as well is because these vegan gluten-free cookies aren't as sweet as some of the other ones. I have done a more traditional chocolate chip cookie. And holy shit, are they ever sweet. Which, you know, for me, I eat my cookies typically in the evening as part of my wind down process when I'm relaxing. And I don't know if I really need that extra shot of sugar coursing through my veins at that time of night. So because they are a little less sweet, but not less delicious, this is why I choose to go that route. The great thing about making edibles is that as long as there's a fat in the recipe, you can substitute, substitute it for your infused coconut butter 
coconut uh, oil, whatever it is that you, you've infused, you can throw it in there pretty much as a substitute for the most part. So that's why I choose vegan gluten-free cookies. One of the other things I also do when making the cookies, and it's maybe a little more expensive, but frankly, I'm using the best ingredients I can find anyway because they're for me, uh, is coconut sugar instead of regular sugar. I would normally use like a raw organic sugar anyway, but the coconut sugar is a great substitute because it has a whole host of health benefits. There's more minerals in it. It apparently doesn't spike your blood sugar quite as much, the same degree as regular sugar. So not only are these cookies a little less sweet anyway, but the sugar that's in them isn't going to punch you in the gut as far as your blood sugar levels go or anything like that. So keep, keep that in mind next time you're shopping for some ingredients and give it a try. You can pretty much use coconut sugar cup for cup for regular sugar. And if you're just using them for your own special cookies, they'll, a bag of that will last, uh, you know, for several batches. So think about giving that a try. This recipe that I use also calls for almond and oat flour. Now, I make my own oat flour. Why? Because it's really easy and probably a lot less expensive than going out and buying a bag of oat flour. Because basically, I do own a Vitamix, granted. I'm not sure how well it would work in a regular blender, but it's not that difficult. You put your steel-cut oats. Do you want oats that are as processed as little as possible? But you put your steel-cut oats in your blender, and you turn it on. Wait a minute. Voila, you've got oat flour. It's as easy as that. Like seriously, so why not do? Why not just do it yourself? I just make a whole bunch at a time, and then when I need more, I just make more. So I don't have to make it every time I I make these cookies, because I do them in batches. Now. Almond flour does tend to be on the pricier side in this recipe. The vegan gluten-free one does call for almond flour. I have bought bags from Costco, but I've also bought them for Bob's Red Mill. And I can tell you right now, here's the shameless plug. You're welcome, Bob's Red Mill. I really like Bob's Red Mill ingredients. Their products are fantastic. They, a lot of them are organic. A lot are gluten-free. And they actually did used to make a gluten-free cookie mix, chocolate chip cookie mix that I used all the time when I made my own chocolate chip cookies. It was fabulous until I suddenly couldn't find it anywhere. And I went to every freaking store I knew that carried Bob's Red Mill products. So that was too bad. But honestly, making your own cookies isn't that bad either. But their products are wonderful and they have such a great story behind them. Did you know Bob's Red Mill is an employee-owned company? So listen to this. Bob Red Mill, Bob started his company with his wife like eons ago. And then on his 81st birthday, he showed up for work. And instead of getting gifts from all the people that loved and adored him, he surprised all his employees by creating an employee stock ownership program and making everyone an employee owner. So when you're buying from Bob's Red Mill, you're buying from a company where the guy in the warehouse and the guy on the line and the, and the girl in this, that, or the other department are actually part owners of this company. And I really like that. So I'll be moving forward. I'm trying to buy all my things like almond flour from Bob's Red Mill instead of places like Costco. Cause I don't know. I just like that whole backstory. So that's what I'm going with. And they do have really good quality ingredients. So keep that in mind. Also, next time you're shopping. Now, once you've made these cookies, 
you may wonder, like you get, I, the batch that I typically make will produce a couple dozen cookies. And yes, I eat a lot of cookies. I do give a few away as well, usually. But let's be honest. I can't eat those before they start to get kind of stale because they do go stale fast. So storing becomes important. There are a couple different ways that you can store them. Sometimes I just eat the stale cookies anyway, because at the end of the day, like if it's been a week and a half and I still have cookies in my bowl, my special cookie bowl, I don't really care because the end result's the same anyway. It doesn't lower the potency of the cookies at all. But sometimes you prefer that sort of moist taste of a fresh baked cookie. I haven't tried freezing them yet because honestly they don't really last long enough for that to happen. But you can freeze your cookies. You have to sort of freeze them uh, flat. Like you can't have them stacked. Put them in the freezer. Let them freeze. And then you can put them into like a bowl or a bin or something like that to keep them in there. And they'll last quite a while like that. The only downside of course is you have to take them out and thaw them when you want to eat them. And it's just something this easy f to forget to do. But what I found is super effective. I found this website online that specializes, I think it's called clearplasticbags.ca. It's a Canadian site. I don't know. Maybe they have an American version as well. I'm sure you can find sites like that all over the place. But they carry food grade packaging. And I went to the section where they had um, like food grade bags that would fit my cookies that also happened to be made of uh, like biodegradable paper and cellophane. So they weren't that expensive because obviously as I'm doing this as a hobby, I'm not looking for something super expensive. But when I have the cookies made and they've completely cooled and I've, I usually take out, you know, a handful of cookies from the pile to keep because I'm going to eat them. I don't need to seal these up in a, in a, in a food grade bag. But I have packaging that will allow me to slip in one cookie or I bought a different size that allows me to put in two. They probably have other sizes, but this is what I have on hand right now. And I put them in there once they've cooled and I can actually seal them with a hot iron, like a flat iron, which is pretty great. So I don't even need any specialized equipment. I seal them with that and it's impressive how long they stay fresh for. The other advantage with that too is that I can take those cookies and say I'm going somewhere. I'm like, I'm going to want to eat a cookie later or my husband does or something. They're so much easier to put in a bag because they're not, you're not going to have cookie crumbs all over the place. Also, when you are gifting cookies to people, they're like, honestly, seriously, how impressive is it to have your homemade cookies in a stay fresh package? And they'll thank you for that because when they do go to eat their cookie, whether it's, you know, that same day or in a few days, they stay fresh for quite a while. So that's something worth considering doing. Whatever I ordered, uh, it was free shipping and I just ordered a bunch. And like I said, I don't recall them being super expensive, so it was totally worth it. So that's another, another thing to try to keep your cookies fresh. So my question now is what's your favorite edibles recipe that you have? I met a girl recently at work. I found out she loves to do brownies. Brownies are not my favorite thing. I find them super sweet and rich. But would I be willing to trade some cookies for some brownies to try for something different? Hell yeah, because I know she's been making them for a while. And that probably also means she's perfected it as well. So how great is it to try and get into like an edibles, like edibles exchange club? Oh my God, I just came up with that. And I think that's something we should start. 
but send me if you want uh, your favorite recipes and when I figure out how to actually have more content on my website, I'll see if I can post this vegan gluten-free cookie recipe that I found because it is really great and it's pretty consistent and you don't need like super um, specialized ingredients or anything. Most of the stuff is still stuff you have on hand. You just might have to go out and buy the bag of almond flour or whatever. But um, if you also have recipes, you have stories, you have questions or anything, I'd love to hear from you. And again, that email is bitemepodcast at fastmail.com. No matter where you are in the world, shoot me an email. Let's talk. I might feature it on this show, which to me would excite me to no end. And if I do, I do have a special little giveaway for that kind of thing. And coming up in the future on the podcast, uh, I will be reviewing one of my favorite cookbooks. I'm looking for obscure edibles news to share with y'all and more stories. So until next time, my friends, make some cookies, make them great, share them, eat them, love them. Talk soon. Bye-bye.